Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morningstar Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, my brothers. Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast with your hosts, Right Worshipful Brother George Mudry. Worshipful Brother Joe. No Kenny. No Kenny. Tonight. No Kenny. But uh, tonight's episode, episode 155, Freemasonry wow, we're up in high. cinema. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a good one. I think so. I think so, too. Uh, Keith Noonan, she's going to bed early as well. Bonus, George Mudry. I don't even know what that means. Uh, maybe it means he's got a chance to watch it. Oh, maybe because he's got the newborn at home. Yeah. Right? Yes. 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 Maybe. So uh, anyway, let's get uh, let's get started off right away with just, just some uh, general housekeeping stuff before we get into Masonic Theater. We have two new five star reviews. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. On on uh, Apple. So we're gonna read them off real quick. Uh, we'll do them together, so that means you don't end up on the floor for the night. Excellent. But uh, we have a uh, great podcast. This was on Wednesday, five-star review by app user 4777. <clears throat> and he says, uh, I enjoy listening to this podcast, and it inspires me to learn more and has inspired me to visit other lodges. This is, it says SW, I'm assuming that's Senior Warden, of Temple Lodge number 20. Nice. Nice. Yeah, one of our uh, one of our missions. Yep. One of our uh, guiding principles: get people out to, to other lodges. Mm-hmm. And this was on Friday, and he wrote uh, book readings, five star review from nickname two one two four two one three four three two one. I hope that's not your phone number. No, two one two is New York though. <laughs> Uh, and he writes, uh, the book has been great so far. Talking about my reading of The Lost Book oh, of Enki. Okay. Uh, the book has been great so far, and a lot of information in those clay tablets people brush off or make it out to be myth. It is interesting, no matter uh, what you believe or don't believe. And again, I said it many times when I do that, uh, that book reading that you can chalk it up to bullshit. And if that's the case, it's a cool story to listen to. Well, and it all predates the Bible. That and a lot of the stuff in there, all you have to do is change some of the names, names uh-huh. around. And you could say, oh, it's Christian. You could change the names around. Oh, it's, it's Jewish. Right. You could change the names around. Oh, it's... Um, and throughout history... Buddhist, I mean, Muslim, fill in the blank. That's how religion progresses. Right. I mean... We had, I mean, you have Peter, Paul, John, Matthew. You had all the disciples, right? Those yeah. weren't traditionally Jewish names, correct? No, right. I don't believe so. Um, you can, I mean, you could take it from from anything. And the one thing I do love about the the the, the Lost Book of Enki and reading it is that you know this is uh, again one guy's interpretation of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's Bible stories that literally are names changed. Yeah, and on top of that. They're more in depth than the Bible stories. So it's like when you sit there and you're talking about like Noah's Ark, 
And you're like, how the hell did he do that? Right. Like, come on now. And what do they say in religion? I'll take it on faith. Oh, right. okay. Yeah. Maybe you could take it on faith. But this, but, the, these, these tablets are actually telling you exactly how they do it. Or when, you know, God told Noah, make the ark, you know, right. the... Right. This story in this book, and I'll get to it. I haven't got to it yet on the episodes, but they actually cover that flood story, and it's it's Enki, the Lord God, talking to a human that's a half human, half God. Yeah. Um, and he says, "I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the Reed Hut because he was under orders not to." Wow, the ballast just turned on. Freaky. Um, but he was under orders not to tell mankind that the flood was coming because they wanted mankind to perish. Right. And that was the God and Lil. He wanted mankind to perish because he didn't like the fact that the Anunnaki were interbreeding with uh, humans. I mean, there, there's your Enoch reference right there to right. the Watchers. Right. Yep. So, the Nephilim. The Nephilim, yep. yep. Um, so Enki didn't break his orders, but he went to the Reed Hut and he says, oh, Lord, you know, the guy inside was like, oh, Lord God, Enki, is that you? He's like, oh, it's not you I'm talking to. I'm talking to the Reed Hut. <laughs> so it's kind of this cool way to yeah, get around it. way around it, yeah. Um, and then, uh, but anyway, the story goes on. But, you know, these are Bible stories that, you know, you read the Bible, you're like, all right, you know, yes, if you're religious, and it's great. I'm not knocking your religion. And again, I said it before, I'm not trying to change your religion anyway or make change your beliefs. Right. But this kind of tells you exactly when, you know, it talks about how, you know, Noah knew that there was a flood coming and God just magically spoke to him. Well, this is actually talking to you about Gives more gods. details that were probably lost right. as passed down through mm -hmm. generations. And, you know, it talks about gods who, who lived here on earth with mankind. Right. And one of the interesting things is, you know, you had, like, look at, like, Egyptian mythology or Greek mythology. The say, gods were here. The gods were here. And I remember what happened Olympus. to uh, Prometheus, who Pro brought right. the knowledge to man uh -huh. and brought fire, which is light, which is symbolic uh -huh. of knowledge, uh -huh. um, and was punished for it. Yes, he was. You know, cool thing, too, is I, I love the story about Ra, the, god, the Egyptian god Ra. And I hate to break it to my Christian friends here, but uh, his name was Ra. And when he went away and ascended to heaven, his name was Amun-Ra, right? Yeah. What do you think you pray to every time you say Amen? The Ra. unseen God. Which is the <laughs> sun God, which, right. hey, what's the most holy day in the Christian religion? <laughs> Sunday! <laughs> Sunday, Sunday. And actually the last... Uh, the last episode that I did, it was basically well, one of the last two. It's either tablet three or four. It was the where the whole seven days of creation came from was Enki right. in Sumerian because on day one he you know he he took a a uh, celestial account of the sun in the night or the, the day in the night and he recorded it and he recorded recorded the the stars and all that stuff right, right. and that's what god did on day one and i literally break it down day by day of what enki was doing when it talks about he separate god separated the waters from the waters everybody's like well, what the hell does that mean well what that means is in sumerian enki was separating salt water from potable water that they can drink and then enki was the one who said all right you guys been busting your ass Seventh day, we're taking a break. Right. And that's where you get the Sabbath. The seventh day. And it was upheld by even Enki's father, who is the, the, the who was the, the king of this uh, Anunnaki group, and his name was Anu. Mm -hmm. And even Enki said he wanted the seventh day to be a rest. And Anu, the god, he, uh, he, he said, yeah, we're going to keep it that way. And mm -hmm. that was the word. And that's it. 
And there you have it. And if you want to hear more about this, yes, you can. You can hear it on uh, by becoming a Patreon member. Let's toast our. Uh, let's toast our. Um, want to do? Do you want to combine the likes? Yeah, we'll do it. Combine them? the likes. Yeah, yeah. All right. Fire away. So we got. Uh, I believe I left off as C.J. Bogosius. We've got Yagnik Anna, Shannon Goodwin, Chris Carter, not the Hall of Famer, <laughs> and Ivan Gaspar. Awesome. And uh, before we toast these guys, I just want to thank you because I'm one of those people that can get on this freaking horse and just, I can get on this bike and pedal away with well, the Sumerian give stuff. A so, so I'm glad you, you went fishing right there and reeled me back. It's like I that State Farm that. commercial. <laughs> oh, I almost had it. almost had it there. <laughs> All right. Yep. Joe, lead it. Uh, brother, right hand to arm. Two arms. Ready. Ready. Aim. Aim. Fire, good fire, fire all. Together, brother. Viva, viva, viva. Beautiful. Nice. All right. That covers the housekeeping. And uh, we're going to get right into it. You got something else you want to bring up? No, let's get right into it. I'm just uh, shutting down the likes and getting into YouTube so I can see some comments. Hey, happy Halloween, everyone. Hey, happy Halloween. If uh, you got anything you want to put in here on the live chat, we are here. We are ready and able. And if you got anything that you want to bring forward, we're here to answer it. But let's get into our topic, masonry in cinema. So the first thing that comes to mind is we have the passing of Sean Connery, Sir Sean Connery. I wish was your mother, Trebek. Remember that Saturday Night Live skit <laughs> with Daryl Hammond as, yep. uh, as Sean Connery, and they were doing Saturday Night Live. And every time he'd answer, it had something to do with Alex Trebek's mother. Yes, and actually, <laughs> Jim Rafferty posted a picture in. Uh, what was it? The, the our, our group, our group me app. Yes, uh, it is Sean Connery. As I'm trying to look for the movie. Oh, right here. It's called the, the movie that he was in. He's in 1975, and it's called The Man Who Would Be King. Is that what you were going to say? Yes. Oh, okay. I didn't know if I written by uh, Rudyard Kipling, brother. Really, Rudyard Kip- Kipling. Interesting. I've never seen the movie. Neither yeah. have I. Um, now I'm going to look for it now, though. I hear it, I hear it's good. I'd like to see if it was on uh, Netflix. It's not. It might be on uh-huh. Amazon Prime or something. There's uh, a lot of movies here that actually uh, I'm looking at on Google right now. Whether or not they have Masonic references, I don't know. But here's just a couple of them off the top of my head. And then we're going to get into the ones that we actually know. And they, we're actually going to cite when during the movie. Yep. And who Yeah, I've got some interesting stuff. I wonder if it comes up on your list. You probably have the same website as I No, I just know. I've just seen certain movies Uh, where it's just ridiculously obvious. So I guess the first one we go with is definitely 2004 National Treasure. Yes. That's got masonry just tattooed. Yeah, that one's like right in your face, hard to miss. They Mm -hmm. come right out and say it. Yep. Uh, The Man Who Would Be King, we just talked about. Uh, And it's it's Sean Connery, and there's one thing where he's wearing a square and compass with the all seeing eye in the middle of it. Yeah, he's kind of dressed uh, a little bit like King King Hiram of Tyre. I was going to say, some uh, Scottish Rite reference in there, I think. And um, Sean Connery himself was not a Freemason, but Uh the the story definitely is, and it was written by a brother. uh, Let's see here. This one, they have his 1999 Magnolia. I've never, I've never seen the movie. Is that Tom Cruise? Um, we'll have to look that up. We'll have to look it up. Uh, I don't have it. Let's see here. Uh, actually, I'll look it up while we're sitting here. Uh, and I'm, again, this is just what Google is, and then we're going to get actually into. Yeah, I've got one that I'm. Sh- I'm just curious to see where and if it it lands on your list. Uh, Obviously, see. there's that Sean Astin, the Freemason. Yep, Tom Cruise. Yes, okay. Magnolia. So I remember Tom the Cruise. movie. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either. Um, 
League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. That's the one that I have a crap ton of information <laughs> on. Just it's one of my favorite movies. 2003? Yeah. Uh, that had Masonic references. Um, I don't think it's on my other list. Uh, so do you have any particular sighting of when it popped up and you were like, oh, shit. So it's, it's all over the movie. So when they mm. first... Um, I'll start with some of the obvious ones. First, where they, they meet in a library... Mm-hmm. Uh, by um, it, it's a, a, a secret agent type thing, a guy from uh, like British Secret Service whose code name is M. Uh, That's all it is, is M. But right. in his actual library, mm-hmm. on the doors that are in the back, or conference room, meeting room, whatever you want to, mm-hmm. each panel on the door has a square and compasses right really? on it. It's plain as day. No kidding. And there's even the uh, square and compasses on the blazing star somewhere in his office. Now, who wrote this? Who wrote the movie? Do you know? So the, the movie was written by Alan Moore. Mason? Not a free, no, he's actually no. a bit of an anti-Freemason. He wrote really? um, The Watchmen. He wrote... And he, I know in The Watchmen there's references Vendetta. too, right? Yeah, and also with V for Vendetta. Really? Yep, so that's all him. He's an anti-Mason? He's an anti-Mason. I think it's just funny that he named his movie League of Extraordinary Gentlemen... Well, here's, and Masons are, we consider ourselves, we're better than you. No, well, okay. here's, before I get into, let me go over some of the obvious things first, and then we'll go a, dish, a deeper layer that right. I mm-hmm. just discovered Jumped on like the rabbit hole. last year. So I got you on belay. Jumped on the rabbit um, hole. The, one of the villains, or the villain, is referred to as the Phantom, mm-hmm. is actually wearing a square encompasses ring. Really? And again, there's mm-hmm. a close-up on it. I think it's the very first time they come across him, which is in this library where these guys uh, attack. Um, it's plain as day, sterling silver, big old square encompasses. If you just do a Google search, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen Masonic, it's going to be one of the first images you see is his ring. Very cool. But here's where it goes a deeper layer. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen the movie? I've never seen the movie. Okay, so here are the, here, here's who's in the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Tom Sawyer. Okay. Written by? Mark Twain. Who was? A Mason. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. The Invisible Man. Okay. Written by H.G. Wells. Mason. <laughs> Dorian Gray. Written by... Isn't Oscar. he the one from Fifty Shades? No, not him. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's the guy... Well, well, I hope that wasn't written by a Mason. <laughs> it's, uh, it's like called the, the Portrait of Dorian Gray is, okay. is the story, and it's a guy who paints himself in a picture or some kind of bewitched picture where the, mm-hmm. the picture of him in the um, the portrait of him ages, but he does not, making himself immortal. Okay. Written by Oscar Wilde. Mason. Mason. Absolutely. Um, Oscar Wilde was part of something else, too, wasn't he? Yes. Uh, Alistair Crowley shit, right? Isn't yeah, it? that... Um, yeah, so is one of the other guys. The Golden, the, the Golden Dawn. Dawn. Dawn, yeah. Order of the Golden Order Dawn. Order of the Golden Dawn. Um... The there's a vampire woman who's uh-huh. a character from Dracula, written mm-hmm. by Bram Stoker, who's Freemason and a member of the Golden Dawn. Yep. Interesting. Uh, hey, guy, before we continue, yep. just real quick, are you hungry? A little bit. Do you want a little snack or yeah, something? Do you, have a, do you have a light snack? Yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, Peyton Pringle sent us some snacks. Oh. They are uh, Crayola assorted gummies. Oh, just for uh, uh, specialty just, just for, for, uh, for Marines. For Marines, yeah. Marines' birthday is coming up yeah. soon, isn't it? Marines' birthday is coming up. Actually, uh, there's two birthdays coming up for me in the Marine Corps on November 3rd of 2000. Mm-hmm. I graduated Paris Island Boot Camp. Um, 
I was uh, 3rd Battalion, Lima Company, 3093 was my platoon. And uh, so, yeah, I got a... Uh, I got a uh, you want my keys? You want God to rip it damn it. I mean, seriously? Like, you leave crayons for masons, and then you, <laughs> you make it impossible to open the bag, so... But anyway, Peyton Pringle, Discord, sent these. Uh, I always love a good joke, and uh, I like food. So uh, when you, uh, Marine versus son of a guy in the army. <laughs> I got it open. Uh, awesome. There. Have here, some gummies. Have some Crayolas. Have some Crayolas. Everybody loves crayons, right? The red ones are the most nutritious, I found out. <laughs> they taste the best. They taste the best. Oh, they're gummy bears, though. They're not actual Oh, they're not actual crayons. Okay. Oh, I'm fish now. I wanted actual crayons. That's what I thought they were going to be. False advertising. <laughs> Two other characters in this movie. All right, go ahead. Back on it. Peyton Pringle, uh, thank you. Captain Nemo. Hello. Written by... Mm. 10,000 Leagues. Jules Verne. Nemo? Wasn't he the... The little the fish. fish. Yep. That's Nemo. This is Captain Nemo. Oh, uh, okay. Written by Jules Verne. Freemason. HR, have some crayons. So Jules Verne, Freemason, mm -hmm. and last but not least, Alan Quartermain, mm -hmm. which is who Sean Connery played, mm -hmm. um, from the story King Solomon's Mines, by oh, an author whose last name I believe was Haggard, mm -hmm. H A G G A R D, mm -hmm. who was a Freemason, and also in the um, Order of the Golden Dawn. Oh, sure. So not only are there specific symbols in the movie that are blatantly they use characters from but the characters that make up the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen that's crazy have Masonic ties either to Masonic authors or you can't say that that wasn't intentional either. it had to be intentional. had to, it be, had to intentional. be intentional but I was surprised that Alan Moore portrayed them as good oh one other one I apologize um, and I forget I might have some of the authors messed up Dr. Jack Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Robert Lewis Stevenson. Oh, yeah. Freemason. Mm hmm Interesting. Yeah. That's some crazy shit. That's a lot of misunderstanding. That, that's, that's definitely <laughs> I mean, one of the it's top hard, ones. Um, um, hard not to. And here's another cool thing. I can see my breath. That's how freaking cold it is up here. Captain Nemo's ship is called the Nautilus, which is... Bono Richard. <laughs> Bono Richard. <laughs> Called the Nautilus. <laughs> the Nautilus shell. Yeah. It's the golden ratio. No kidding. Yeah. So, wow. like, there's some blatant some and obvious stuff, and there's some deep thought into that shit. Deep, deep stuff in there. All right. So, maybe, maybe not. Uh, this movie came out in 1986. Peggy Sue got married. Really? Nicholas Cage I've and Kathleen Turner? I've never even seen this movie. But apparently, I mean, I'm just going off of what a Google search tells me. Right, right. I'm going to get into an actual website that, that breaks them down more easy. Uh, 1985, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. I could see that. I didn't see anything obvious. I don't I see anything obvious it. on that. I mean, maybe Barter Town? I don't know. Who runs Barter Town? <laughs> Master Blaster runs Barter Town. Into the Wild, 2007. Okay. I've never seen the movie. I'm just gonna leave it up to you because you seem like you're the movie mogul. I've I'm, seen I've seen a few in my day. Uh, like Water for Chocolate, 1992. Yeah, I I'm aware of it, but it's not a movie I would watch. It was a good movie. I'm Johnny Depp in it. Um, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen this movie either, so I couldn't tell you. Mason, non-Mason. Lone Star, 1996. Lone Star. 
<laughs> Not Spaceballs. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, Miami Vice, 2006. Okay. I don't know if that had any Masonic references. Again, I'm just going off of... Um, that was the one with the guy with one eyebrow. Uh, what's his name? Colin Farrell. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Overboard, 1987. I don't. With Goldie Hawn and apparently, I mean, this is what I'm going off a of Google search, so it's not. All right. Uh, a like maybe the boat they were on had a. Uh, maybe. On it or Paper Moon, 1973. Never seen that one. Prisoners, 2013. Never seen that one either. That's with Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, this one definitely, just looking at the cover, has to have some sort of Masonic reference. Sands of Oblivion, two thousand seven. Oh, it's got like a, a weird, almost looks like an Egyptian, uh, like an Egyptian god, like okay, type on the face of it. Uh, but anyway, I'm not a hundred percent sure about all these ones. Shoot 'em up, State of Play, The Librarian. I mean, they might be stretching here, so. The but, librarian, if it's the one that was on like TNT or Sci-Fi or something, that definitely had some. Two thousand eight. Noah Wild. Yep. Yep. That's the guy. Oh, from, that had uh, some in there. That definitely had some in there. Really? But it was. I think what this site might be doing is anything that has a a, a reference to it whatsoever. I'm surprised mm-hmm. they didn't put Tombstone on there because the one of the guys had. I'm the, still uh, go. The, I mean, yeah. there's there's. I'm I'm literally just scrolling to the left. Majestic, yeah. The Man, 2005, The Pyramid. 2014 i seen that movie i don't remember any masonic references it was a scary movie it was interesting if you will okay um they all laughed uh 1981 silent hill revelation i mean i'm just naming off movies here that they're saying have masonic references you're welcome to write any of these down, check them out, and let, get back to us. Let us know. Yeah, and if any of the listeners have a, a mm-hmm. movie that we haven't mentioned or discussed, uh, let right. us know. Let us know. But definitely, I like mean, I said, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, it's there yeah. on so many different layers. The Imaginarium? That sounds like it could be. 2009. Uh, Brothers War? Mm-mm. I Again, some of these movies, I've never seen. True Grit? True Grit, John Wayne, yeah. Uh, no, Jeff Bridges, Matt Damon, Josh oh. Brolin. Is that a remake? It's a remake, 2010. Okay, the original was John Wayne, know. who was... I've seen that, um, Freemason. Uh, Freemason. Uh, so maybe that's what they're doing, being maybe. that John Wayne was a Freemason. They're picking out anybody they who may be have been in a movie. Uh, right. You know, so uh, Filth, 2013. Ghost of... If it's Filth in there, it's Masonic reference. There's definitely the Schultzes. I didn't know they were actors. Um <laughs> I've seen, I've uh, seen Joe Schultz in a couple movies. <laughs> Ghost of Mississippi, the Ant Bully. I mean, come on now. They have to be just, just pulling people who are Masons into them. But anyway, let's get into an actual website. Freemasonry, bcy.ca, cinema. So it's from the British Columbia oh, that okay. we love, the Yukon, British Columbia and Yukon. They put yeah, we don't mind them. We, they're, they're awesome. The, the Hats off to the Grand, what is it, the Grand Lodge of British Columbia and Yukon. They put up amazing shit. So they have uh, Masonic references in cinema. <clears throat> These are actually vetted, I guess you can say. Uh, across the Pacific, 1942. Uh, I think the Schultzes were probably in their high school forties at this point. Oh, really? So, okay, I uh, figured they were in high school. <laughs> I, I love you, Schultz brothers, but I tried uh, to give them a little bit more than you. I was recently on another podcast, and while I wasn't paying attention to the comments, they were just decimating me in the messages. So it's my turn to fire back when I can. 
Um, but anyway, across the Pacific, 1942, in a shipboard scene, jujitsu exercises performed by Chinese sailors are compared to the initiatory nature of Freemasonry. Interesting. <laughs> Very right. interesting. Uh, again, I'm not big into 1942 movies, but uh, check it out. Um, the Affair of the Diamond Necklace, 2001. Christopher Walken plays Cleistra, self-styled the Grand Master of the Illuminati. Oh, Christ. Cagliostro or something Yeah. Like that. Um, while Jonathan Price, a British bishop, as Bishop Roan, uh, hides his personal correspondence behind a panel in a desk decorated with Masonic symbols. Oh, that had Hillary Strank, Swank, uh, Jonathan Price, Adrian Brody. Wow, holy shit. Oh, that sounds Thank like God. an artsy film. Yeah. I love Christopher Walken. Christopher he Walken's so in it. so freaking creepy. He's cr- the best role he's ever played. Sorry to say. Oh, Suicide Kings? No. Dreamscape? No. The other one with the two brothers going around killing people. Boondock Saints. Oh, okay. Thank you. This one is a French film, so I'm going to skip right over it. Lage du <laughs> Ain't nobody looking for Lage du From 1930. This one actually intrigued me, though. Yeah. Aliens. 1986. You want to read that one? Sergeant Apone, played by Al Matthews in a strong, sympathetic role, wears a Masonic ring. That's crazy. That is very interesting. I never I, noticed that. I just saw that movie uh, at the gym the other day. They played it in Cardio Cinema. Uh-huh. It was the end when they killed the android and whatnot. That's pretty nuts. I never, I've seen that movie a hundred times and I've never noticed it. Uh, American Gangster 2007. Absolutely. This one I've yeah, seen. That, that one I picked out right away when it was uh, Detective Lou Tobak. Tobak. He was wearing a Masonic lapel pin. I mean, it's right there, dead square in your face. And they even cite the time. It was uh, 13 minutes and 18 seconds in. Uh, So, I mean, yeah. I mean, you can't miss it. Um, Let's see here. Anatomy? 2000? That's how I would say it, but it's spelt with an IE. Yeah, right? Go ahead. Student member of the Anti-Hippocratic Society. (laughs) A cross between the Freemasons and a college fraternity with old rituals, a lodge, the whole thing. Starts a killing spree that ends with the death of the Grand Master and the exposure of the society. Yeah, that's uh, definitely one of those. We're going to take a shot at Freemasonry, but we're going to make it the anti-Hippocratic Society. That's definitely anti-Mason, and they're calling us hypocrites, right? Wouldn't you make that tie to that? Anti-Hippocratic. Um, actually, I would go with, uh, as far as Hippocratic oath versus as Hippocrates versus. Uh, oh, okay. All right. All right. So you're taking it I'm all saying, scholarly. You know, Hippocratic oath is do no harm. So it's the uh-huh. anti do no harm. Okay. So they want to harm people. All right. Like. All right. That's how I take it. Uh, this one is definitely. This guy's. This sounds like a, a freaking uh, lucha libre guy. Yeah. Our good. brother Art Del Cueto would love this one. El Angel Exterminador. Mm-hmm. The Exterminating Angel in, in English, mm-hmm. 1962. Uh, yeah, it talks about uh, perhaps Luis Bunel, right? Did I say that right? Bunel? Bunel? It's got the little funky squiggly yeah. over the end. Most surreal. Well, like Manuel, but Bunuel? Yeah. We'll go with that. Uh, most surreal in allegor- uh, allegorical film, there is a scene where in a crowded room, two characters give each other what appears to be the sign 
of the Fellowcraft degree. Oh. Later one asks the other for the name of his lodge. The other replies that is Dawn Lodge number 21. At a later point, one of the men lets out a cry that another man then explains is the Masonic call for help. Ooh. <laughs> I wonder if it's the grand hailing sign of distress. <laughs> no, that's what I say. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> or, like that, or like that guy on TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> We're hiding what the real Grand Hyde sign of distress is. Yeah. Psst. Yeah. Psst. I'm out of toilet paper. <laughs> How come my FX ain't working? Oh, that sucks. And what'd you do? Did you crash the board? No. I crashed the board. Who knows? Anyway, moving on. Uh, the anti, the ant bully. Oh my God! This one was actually on there. Tell him and get, have him get it. Oh, you want more? Get candy. Throw out some more candy. candy. It's like Merry Christmas. <laughs> I'm like the fat guy in the back of the uh, of the uh, what is it the the fire truck throwing the oh yeah throwing I the could candy, never yeah. do that because I would just be just you eat all be, the candy no I would be throwing empty wrappers <laughs> little bastards no I wouldn't be throwing empty wrappers I'd be the one just like trying to throw like a Roger Clemens 98 mile an hour fastball with a freaking uh, oh. like a popcorn ball yeah it's pretty screwed up that'd be you. anyway uh, Prince of Persia has scenes filmed in the uh, filmed oh this is Keith Noonan um, Prince of Persia has scenes filmed at the United Grand Lodge of England headquarters no kidding oh Pretty cool. Uh, Joseph Schultz. In John Wick, the offices where the telephone operators take the phone calls for contracts have Masonic aprons on the walls. Really? I just seen that movie. I don't remember that. Hmm. Interesting. Holy shit. Very I'm going to have to go back and rewatch the movie. Yeah. I still haven't seen John Wick too, but... Anyway, this one surprised me. The Ant Bully, 2006. It's uh, it's an animated film, clearly, from what I'm looking at. <clears throat> and it says, uh, Luca's grandmother, who fears alien abduction, leaps out of her customized rocking chair to reveal an obviously Masonic square encompasses. Why is it there? Perhaps only to attract the attention of websites such as this. Uh, and that had uh, a that bunch of people. Nicholas Cage, Julia Roberts, Meryl Streep. Paul Giamatti. Holy that, was, that was animated, right? Yeah, yeah, animated. Pretty crazy. And that was at the 18-minute mark. Okay. Uh, Let's, I'm going to skip the next one and go on to one that I've actually heard of. Yeah. Uh, arachnophobia. Oh, God. The opening scene in a small town where the main story takes place frames a welcome sign incorporating logos for Rotary International, mm. Freemasonry, and the Lions Club. No kidding. Yeah. Oh, and here's the, oh, the yeah, similarity in the like welcome sign in Overboard. Um, that's uh, the Goldie Hawn. Uh, oh, okay. so it's just a sign. Uh, it's just a sign. All right. Um, yeah, we're gonna skip the one before that. You guys can look it up for yourself. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, go not a big plan of that one. More that. Uh... Uh, are you a Mason? 1915. I mean, come on now. That's RT. Are you a Mason? 1934. I mean, come on now. I'm gonna guess that's a remake. Yeah, probably. Bad Boys Two. Bad boy. Shut up! What you gonna Narcotics do? officers Mike Lowry, Will Smith, and Marcus Bennett use a tile installer's truck with the square encompasses sticker on the back of the door at the 18-minute mark as well. Interesting. Martin Lawrence, Will Smith. Holy shit. I never noticed that. No. And then again, I've never seen Bad Boys 2. 
I've never seen Bad Boys for Life. I've seen the first one, then after that, it's like, meh. I'm not a big sequel and and uh, trilogy person. No? Not even a little bit? Not really. Uh, okay. Star Wars, really. And I thought they're, 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 they'll never be as best as the, as the beginning ones. No. Um, how about uh, this one, too, from uh, 2002? Bang, You're Dead? I've never even heard of this movie. It's against the law in most places. <laughs> Uh, oh, is there a comma in there? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, no. Bang, bang, you're dead. Oh, I thought you just said bang, you're dead. Uh, above a police sign can be seen as square encompasses. The 49-minute mark. Interesting. Yeah. Here's one. Uh, I scrolled down a little yep, bit yep, farther yep. than you. Do your thing. Um, yeah, but I don't agree. With it. Uh, it says Godfather Part 3 because some of the events of the 1981 Italian P2 scandal were incorporated into that story. Really? That's, uh, that's uh, meaning they used what happened. That's all it said. Uh, Maybe there was a banker that was hanging from a bridge in Godfather 3. I don't quite. Uh, so this one's fairly new. I'm actually going to go back up just a hair. Yeah, go ahead. And it talks about uh, Brothers War, 2009. Other than the captain sporting a square encompasses tattoo and the major crying out some words. Uh, there's a little other Masonic. All right, so he says he just says like a, a phrase that Masons use. Whatever. Uh, I see why you skipped it though. Once I realized you skipped it. Well, I was uh, just trying to get further down the line. <laughs> but I just can I read what it says about League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think Go it's ahead. funny based on what we just talked about. Right. So the, the square encompasses appear four times, twice in close-ups of an oversized Masonic ring, worn by the Phantom, a villain who tries to ignite a world war. Uh -huh. at the turn of the last century in order to create a market for his futuristic weapons. And, uh -huh. and once on the office doors of the founder of the league, M, who was later revealed to be the same person. So he was the bad guy, too. Uh, so you have your light and dark there. No other references made to Freemasonry. That is wrong, based on the fact that I just told you every single character that was a member of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen had a uh -huh. tie to uh, their, their books that they were from. Mm -hmm. Were Masonic, uh, their brothers were authors of those. I mean, I see what the uh, Grand Lodge of uh, British Columbia and Yukon is, is getting out here. But some of these movies just have, it's not like there's a Masonic, they're, they're, they're anything that had a Mason symbol or something. So there's right. not very many, um, not, not that there's very many, but some of these are just like Masonry. Like, for instance, Dance of the Dead, 2008. As the zombies from the graveyard, the Masonic heads don't be seen. I mean, go to any friggin' graveyard. Exactly. There's gonna be a Masonic. I mean, I don't care what graveyard you pick. You're gonna see a Mason symbol. It's probably, I would have to arguably say, as popular as the Christian cross. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Oh, without a doubt. The funny see. thing is, <laughs> prior to becoming Especially, a Mason, I never noticed them. Really? And now when you go through a cemetery, you just look around, they're everywhere. They're See, absolutely everywhere. prior to being a mason, when I used to go up, which is creepy. I, just, I got a funny story for you real quick here. Uh, this is creepy enough because, um, yeah, why is my, my gain is freaking out here. Anyway, uh, there's a, uh, the, the grave, uh, graveyard up the road and it's of, uh, it's a Ukrainian graveyard and that's where all of my family, most of my father's family is buried. Now, for anybody who knows, I'm George Andrew Mudry the fifth. Okay. The one sitting over there is number six. Okay. I figured he'd be a number two. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but do you know how creepy it is to go into a graveyard and see George Andrew Mudry written on a gravestone? As you I pass would imagine by? it's a little creepy. creepy. <laughs> um, but anyway, 
I've oh, when I used to go there and I'd visit my grandfather, you know, I'd stop in every once in a while. You'd see, you know, what you usually see in conjunction with the square encompasses. I've seen a lot of obelisk. Oh, okay. The obelisk it's usually on, and again, you see the symbol and you're kind of like, like whatever. It's just a symbol. Like it, it, symbols mean different things to different people. Yeah. So prior to me being a mason. I never knew what the hell it meant. I just thought it was some cool freaking thing that somebody decided to scri- inscribe on their uh, on their gravestones. So it didn't really, I don't know. I've seen it uh, paired up quite a bit, and especially almost a year ago to the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I was down at Sleepy Hollow Cemetery just uh, checking it out. And did I saw a Ken? lot of... Uh, Ken? that? Ken? I did not find Ken. I did find Rocco's mother, though. Those no lie, Rocco's mother is buried. In oh no, 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 Ken. I was, I wasn't talking. No, Rocco's you're saying mother. Pretty clear about that. that was oh, okay. Pretty <laughs> I was going to make a reference to Ken being the headless horseman. Oh, okay. Can't see his head. Ken, transplant. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Sorry, Rocco. Didn't mean any disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> but you jumped of, in too um, quick. I wasn't able to complete my joke, and you're like, Rocco's mom's there. I'm like, oh fuck. <laughs> a lot of odd fellows. The the uh, three uh, links. Yeah, the chain three, link three chain you links. You see that often mm-hmm. associated with, uh, or not in, associated with, but in conjunction with um, yeah. the square encompasses. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another one in here, the Da Vinci Code. Yeah, I mean, that's, you, I know. Yeah, that's uh, obvious. Uh, Tom Hanks, Robert Langdon stands in front of a display of religious symbols, including Masonic square encompasses. In the bottom left, let me clarify, the square encompasses is not a religious Simple. No, it's not. But anyway, moving on. The working tools. It's the working tools. The image can be seen in the promotional still, but not in the film. Oh. Uh, Langdon makes a passing reference to Freemasonry near the end of the film. Yeah, whatever. I mean, I mean, they brought in the Knights Templar. Usually when you bring in the Knights Templar, it's the, sim, the same. I know this is a popular movie, but I've never watched it. Death of a Salesman. Uh, lapel pin. See, I wish they had movies that like. Uh, I was looking for like movies that like where they actually like communicating. Uh, for anybody who's ever, oh, I have said it before. I've watched the movie The Freemason. Yeah. Yeah, don't. with um, Rudy. Yeah. Don't. Don't. I hear it's awful. <laughs> I hear it's absolutely I awful. I own it. I mean, it, it was given to me as a Christmas present. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, I was excited about it. And then I watched it, and I'm like, I thank you for the present, but. Uh, <laughs> It's the thought I mean, that counts. Yeah. It's the thought that counts. There's this one scene where I keep calling him Rudy. I don't know what his real name is, but Sean Astin. Sean Astin. He's standing in front of something that they're supposed to be like the Philosopher's Stone, and he opens it up and it like glows, like his face glows like gold, right? Because that's what the Philosopher's Stone was trying to turn base metals into gold, right? That whole freaking deal. Alchemy and all that stuff. And all I can think of is like when in Pulp Fiction, when Samuel L. Jackson opens the freaking briefcase. You remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we good? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. It was just, it was Dolores Claiborne. What the hell is this? Wait, wait, wait. Let me skip one. Death Note. Uh, Death Note, 2007. Absent in its manga, anime, and live action. Yeah, it's like Japanese animation, manga, anime. Yeah, nobody watches that. Dolores Claiborne, 1995. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Clammy Andy watches that, I think. I'm sure he does. Uh, <laughs> that's why he's a Clammy. <laughs> Dolores Claiborne, Dolores' bank manager, who's wearing a square encompasses. Dolores Claiborne, is that was the one she was busting up the writer's legs? Or am I, I thinking? Don't know. Kathy Bates, yes. Yeah. 
No, but that's not the that same one. That was Misery. Right? Misery was the one where she was she smacked his freaking legs with a hammer. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, I think it's called Hobbling. I, it's a medieval oh, torture where they put the wood between She them. had him tied to oh the my, bed? Yeah. Don't, let's not talk about uh, nope. that. No. <laughs> having, having that actually had to happen to my ankle, I don't want to remember uh, that. Nope, nope. Uh, no, and anybody who's uh, I feel bad for Dax Prescott, I watched that because oh. again we're doing the uh, the um, fantasy football on Discord. And how do you do that? By uh, joining Patreon for as little as three dollars a month, you too can join Patreon, where you'll get exclusive access to Patreon-only content, such as George, such as George's reading of the Book of Enki. Mm-hmm. In addition, you'll get access to our exclusive and private Discord server, which is now up to eight channels, one of which includes a fantasy football chat. One of which uh, I'm losing very badly again today. Me too. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but you lost a bloomy. I lost a bloomy. Hopefully, it's not a sign of things to come. All of my major <laughs> players are hurt. Oh, mine too. I have so my many people out. Starting lineup that was just molly whopping. Everybody in the first five games is broken. Especially Dex, Dex, uh, Dex Prescott, yeah. when his ankle basically, oh, okay. his foot should have just fell off. I well, would his happier. foot was facing the wrong direction. When he's sitting there, uh, and his ankle's this way, and his foot's this way, it's like, yeah. Um, yeah, no, that was disgusting. And I watched it once, and I threw the phone. Oh, threw the phone. I'm like, no, good. <laughs> um, uh, we're going to skip the... Yeah, I'm, I, I'm going through a lot of these, and a lot of them are just like, oh, guys... Wearing a ring, or a guys wearing a lapel pin, or there's a sign in the background. Oh, wait, check this one out. End of days, 1999. Is that Arnold Schwarzenegger? Come with me if you want to leave. That is him, right? Yes. Plays a former police officer who carries an amulet. I remember that movie. At one point, he says, now this amulet is from a Masonic order in the former subherdom of Vatican Knights, the Knights of the Holy See. They await the return of the Dark Angel to Earth. Also, huh. during the opening titles, uh, Elephus Levi's Baphomet can be briefly seen. That's not a Masonic reference, though. It's not, a, it's not a Masonic reference. The people try to make it Masonic. They blend so much. Out. The it's Masonic more order anti-Masonry than Masonry. Now, this amulet is from the Masonic order in the former subherdom. Of the Vatican Knights? What the f... We ain't got nothing to do with Vatican Knights, number one. And the Knights of the Holy See? I'm assuming that's... Is it separate. as in water or is it the letter? S-E-E. Okay. Uh, is S-E-E? That a, S-E, the Holy See. S-E-E. Huh. Maybe it's a typo. They await the return of the Dark Angel to Earth. Uh, I remember that being a very freaky movie. Yeah. Um... I had a Stretch Armstrong doll one time. I had a Stretch Armstrong doll. Yeah, they're 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 stretching the arms too far okay. on this one. Anyway, I had the Stretch Armstrong and the little like lizard or black lagoon creature that came with them. And I woke up one morning, and they had been stabbed to death with all the stuff oozing out. In the middle of the night, my brother decided to to wreck my my favorite toys. Literally, took a knife to Stretch Armstrong and the little lizard dude. And, you still seem and, sour about it. I'm angry about it. <laughs> They were my favorite toys. Those, did you have one, though? Those things were dense. Like, you could use those as a weapon. So, I have a confession to make. A long time ago when I was a kid, uh, my cousin, I guess you can say, had one. And I literally ripped the thing apart until I actually tore the outer plastic and all the goo came yeah, out of it. Yeah, like, it was like a so jelly it, and stuff. Yeah, so, like, you couldn't actually... 
I mean, it was stretch Armstrong. You could stretch it, you know, far enough, but you couldn't stretch it too far. Right. And I ripped the armpit out, and then I just put it down and pretended like it didn't happen. <laughs> I'm like, did you break that? No, no. Yeah, and I think my brother performed some kind of satanic ritual on mine <laughs> while I was sleeping. Uh, Aaron Brockovich. Bastard. Really? 2000? Yeah, I think that's just a the cornerstone guy in the bank. of the Barkstow Courthouse display. Oh, whatever. So they walk by. Uh, Fargo? Really? Uh, mean spirited millionaire Wade Gustafson appears to be wearing a square encompasses on a ring. Hmm. Huh. Uh, we're just skipping around here. The Freemason. Oh, God. Don't watch this movie. <laughs> Do not watch this movie. From hell. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. There's definitely. Uh... And that rightfully so, because there are some uh, uh, the some ties to the actual murder that potentially could have Masonic ties. There, right. Which uh, we covered on a previous episode. Implicates the craft being responsible for the Whitechapel murders in London. Yeah, of course they did. Uh, the many Masonic images and references place this movie in the category of international anti-Masonry. Of course they did, bastards. Gettysburg, 1993. Not surprising. Really? Really? I've seen this movie, and I can't remember. When Colonel Chamberlain... Time out. i got to interrupt you here. So it looks like... (laughs) I don't know what kind of... What kind of thing they're pulling here so we opened the first so maybe they were assorted because some of them were gummies others were oh, okay but these this one's got yeah but none of them are crayons none of them are crayons they're uh they're gummy worms they're uh yeah. i'm gonna be a first thing um, 20 bucks is 20 bucks. Let's see. <laughs> the corporal on the left, uh, a square encompasses patch on his uniform. Interesting. I did not know that. Ghosts of Mississippi. There's a bunch of them here. Godfather Part 3? That's what you were talking about? Yeah, with the P2 oh, okay. stuff. Which, I don't know. Yeah, some of these are, I think are also foreign films because they got the Grand Budapest Hotel. I don't think that's American. Uh... They're sounding like artsy movies that I wouldn't watch. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to look here. Let's see here. Let's find a couple others. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. That's the one you covered before. Yeah. The Librarian. The Curse of the Judas Chalice. A, uh, I mean, I'm assuming this is a uh, this is a sequel. This is why I don't like sequels. Yeah, there's a librarian. There were, like, there were like four or five of them. This one's called The Curse of the Judas Chalice, 2008. A square and compass pendant important in the earlier The Librarian Quest for the Spear reappears as part of the opening credits montage. Yep. One minute in. Oh, and then they did it again in uh, Return to King Solomon's Mines. All right. So I see that's another movie with there's there's themes going on, but there's a ton of oh Mad Max here we go here we go here we go, uh, Edwin Hodgman as Doctor Dealgood, the announcer introducing the fight between Max and Blaster, wears a square encompasses image on the shirt front. Interesting. I did not know that. Frank Thring as the collector wears a lapel jewel that may be from a concordant Masonic body. Ooh, Ooh, we'll have to go back and look at that. Yeah, definitely. So that's Mad Max or Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome? Beyond Thunderdome. 
Uh, Magnolia. Here we go. This is what we were talking about with Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. right? Uh, just before the game show host, Jimmy Gator, played by Philip Baker Hall, goes on stage. Burt Ramsey, played by Ricky Jay, who is wearing a Masonic ring, asks him, You with me, Jimmy? Jimmy says, The book says we may be through with the past, but the past ain't through with us. Uh, to which Bert replies, "We met upon the level, and we're partying on the oh, and we're partying on the square." Huh? Wow! All right, so that's pretty. That's something that you wouldn't know unless you were in the know. Uh, while studying the library, game show contestant Stanley Specter, playing Jeremy Blackman, has a stack of books. One of which is Mackey's History of Freemasonry. Huh. Oh wow! There's a ton of them here. Uh, almost Masonic is the stage backdrop, which includes a number of symbols. One of which is a square is is a compasses over a laurel. Mm. Of no Masonic significance, it is curious piece of foreshadowing when the stage briefly flashes a cue card with Exodus eight twelve written on it. The stage, the the movie ends with rain of frogs. Did you say um, square over a laurel? Or? Yeah, square. Uh, the compass is over a laurel. Compass. Okay, because I was thinking if it were a square, that could be uh, a master's apron, because sometimes you see uh, the laurel wreath yeah, 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 yeah. underneath. But I don't know what the... Uh, just the compass, compass is over a laurel. Huh. Maybe they're using it as like the sextant of a past master. Maybe. All right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Maybe. Uh, Exodus 812. was. Uh, that's, uh, he's talking about a cue card, Exodus 812. I don't think that has anything Masonic reference, does it? Uh, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna Google yep, that. I'll go on the Google right. machine. Um, and then the movie ends with a rain of frogs. That ain't got nothing to do with masonry. And they actually the they water. actually cite here of no masonic significance. It is curious place of foreshadowing when the stage hand briefly flashes the cue card Exodus eight twelve. And I don't know what Bible verse that is. Um, eight twelve is and the Lord spoke unto Moses, go unto the Pharaoh and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord, let men people go and they may serve me. No, There's that's nothing, not us. That's then. not one of our. Nope, that's not us. Unless it's in an appendant body that I'm not. Wasn't me. <laughs> Talks about Aaron, but not his beard. Um, yeah. So, and it even says on here. You know, I gotta give kudos to whoever is the guy who sat there and went through all these freaking movies to try to find these. To verify it, yeah. Uh, the Majestic 2001. But out in you know British Columbia and some of the Yukon right. territories out there, they probably don't have a lot to do. Miami Vice, 2006. Okay, now we're getting into it. Colin Farrell and Jamie Parker are front in front of the Scottish. They're parked in front of the Scottish Rite Hall. Big deal. Oh well, since it was just Halloween, yeah. Um, somebody posted a picture the other day in uh, Halloween Town. There's a a party. The Halloween Town movies that were on Disney mm-hmm, or one mm-hmm. of those. They're outside of a building at a at a party, and you could see the the sphinxes on mm-hmm. the and globes. Uh, on the staircase going up, and it turns uh-huh. out it was the Masonic Temple in Salt Lake City, Utah. Nice. That they used the film that... Uh, uh, Worshipful Brother Joseph Schultz. Worshipful Master Joseph Schultz, I believe. Uh, the musical Bye Bye Birdie with Dick Van Dyke and Anne Margaret has a big scene in a Shriner meeting. Huh. Huh. Interesting. Is Dick Van Dyke a Mason? I'm going to look that up soon. <laughs> I think Gideon knows about the Dutch boy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Ever read the little Dutch boy? <laughs> and you're welcome to check out of these if you want. Uh, we, we we totally are, are down for 
hey, yeah, no, that was bullshit or not. Uh, this is a reputable Masonic website, so I enjoy going on this. And uh, hats off to uh, the person who did this or the brother who did this because this is awesome. Uh, Overboard, 1987. Overboard, isn't that with... Oh, no, that's with... Oh, that's... We did look at that. That's with Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. What was the one with the... Um, the two Jack Lemon and... Uh, Grumpy old men? No, it was another one they did it in. The, was overboard? No, it wasn't overboard. It was. Um, I know what you're talking. You know what about. I'm talking about? Out, yes. out to sea. Out, there out you to go. sea. Yeah. All right. Um, in the beginning of the movie, this is an overboard 1987. Uh, Kurt Russell is driving into town. The camera pans past the "Welcome to El Cove" sign, attaches a very obvious large blue Masonic emblem. All right, whatever. Come on. Come on. And then, by no means am I make, making fun of the brother who's who's citing all this. I think it's amazing. I'm just like, come on now. Like, I mean, I know conspiracy theorists will take this and be like, see, the Masons control, the Masons control everything, and they're, uh, they're running the New World Order, and uh, this is uh, why babies are being used to... Uh, uh, being sold on the black market. You know, this is this is some Alex Jones shit here. By the way, he was recently on uh, he Joe was Rogan. On I Joe haven't Rogan. listened to that episode see, yet, though. Here's my problem with Alex Jones. I think he's a very smart guy. And I know we're going to get off the subject here, but here's my problem with Alex Jones. Is he's a smart guy. He knows his shit. The problem is is he will find a story, and he will fact-check it, and he will find out he's 100% true or correct in this. Freaking fruit fly. Fruit fly fly. Um, my problem is, is that now he feels it's his obligation to, or not an obligation, but he tries to make ties that aren't there, right. and he goes off on this. I mean, it's like getting on the roller coaster, right? You're climbing the top of the roller coaster, and then once you find what you were going to find at the peak of the roller coaster, you just you take off from there. My and problem is his use of cocaine. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Clearly, he's on a lot of it, <laughs> allegedly. Um, I have no problem like with him telling the honest truth about things, and I also don't like the dismissal of things. Well, you're not high enough. You gotta be three hundred sixtieth grade for a man. No, what? What? Come yeah. on now. And that's that's like the easy. Yeah, that's the easy. Oh well, you're not. Prove you wrong. Answer, of course. So I'm not high enough to know, but you who are uninitiated know everything. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So here's one for you: the pyramid. Remember, I was talking about the scary yes. movie, which is freaky, by the way. You should watch it if you want to shit your pants. I don't like scary movies. <laughs> Uh, the Pyramid, 2014. Archaeologists trying to escape from a pyramid discover the desiccated body of an earlier archaeologist whose last general entry, entry is dated May, excuse me, May 21st, 1887. Dr. Nora comments on his large ring. Oh. <laughs> what year was that movie made? 2014. All right, so it might not, I don't know. It might not I could just hear Dr. Nora be like, oh, his ring is so large. <laughs> it might not be on his finger. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. And, and here we go. And it always happens when we're coming up on an hour. Yep. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is the police detective. We're going to do this last one, and then we're going to leave it to you guys. Um we're going to leave it to you guys to, to do the rest. And again, uh, I'm going to cite this website, freemasonry.bcy.ca forward slash fiction forward slash cinema dot HTML. You're welcome to have at it. Uh, we're going to cite this last one. Uh, two more I'll do. Because uh, Prisoners is from 2013, fairly new. Jake Gyllenhaal is a police detective. Words, <clears throat> wears a large Masonic ring on his little left finger. 
Does it say large Masonic ring on his little left finger? Left little finger. Excuse oh, okay. me. I said so it backwards. It's pinky finger. It's pinky oh, finger. Okay. Uh, okay. Whatever. Um, and then we, the last one I'm going to do is the the Sands of Oblivion. That's the one I was telling you about. Yeah. He looked like a pharaoh. When the Ten Commandments was filled in 1923, Egyptian artifacts were brought to the United States for filming. One contained an Anubis demon. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's the dog-headed guy, right? Yes. Um, and then it says uh, Cecil DeMille was commissioned by a Hollywood Masonic Lodge to trap the demon into the sands of California. The movie ends with the Hollywood Masonic Lodge coming back and stealing the demon away again. That's weird. That's got a whole 2007. Masonic evil Hollywood yeah. kind of thing. It's California. It's Hollywood. It's California. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna leave it up to that. Uh, you guys can uh, you guys can go there because I think we're getting to our about our hour mark. Ah, yeah, if you and if you find anything cool, yeah, uh, post definitely. it to our uh, our Facebook page, or and I'll let George uh, know about it. Or on YouTube, you can smash that like button, smash, smash that like. subscribe button, and uh, <laughs> go ahead and and comment and let us oh. know. And uh, we do. We are. I, I would say I, I'm on the uh, the YouTube quite frequently. Um, the YouTube channel quite frequently. So if you write something, I will respond to you. Um, there's been people who are, you know, they've, they've, they've taken us, they've taken a couple comments that were, they, they, they were, I, how do I explain it? Where it's like, oh, you're, just leave it out. Just let it dangle the out. Alex Jones, me, um, we'll go with that. We'll just call it the Alex. Trolls. They trolled you. They trolled me. Uh, don't do that. If you want to have an intelligent conversation, please, like, subscribe, and comment, and I will most certainly respond back to you. Um, and uh, if you act like a jackass, we'll probably respond to you as well. Yeah. Uh, Joseph Schultz. There's a Masonic references in Sherlock Holmes story as well. Uh, some of the older movies in the 1950s and 60s, but you young people won't know that. No. The only Sherlock Holmes uh, films that I know Robert of. Robert Downey Jr. and He was uh, Sherlock Holmes in a couple. Wasn't that uh, Will Ferrell and the other curly-headed guy, too, right? Didn't they do one? Oh, they did one. I think it was more focused on Watson. <laughs> right. I, yes. I have not seen that one. Right. Those guys are gold together. Yes, they are. Absolute gold. <laughs> Stepbrothers. I was just watching it's that. Shark Week! Are you high? I, I loved the quarter that the other night when I was singing. And yes. Like, you have a voice. It's like a combination of Fergie and Jesus. Oh. <laughs> 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 I love that freaking movie. <laughs> Dad, come. We made bugs beds. There's so much blood. Which is a great movie. It's a great movie. Uh, actually, in uh, Discord, uh, Joseph Schultz put up a music video. <laughs> oh, yeah. The uh, Boats and Hoes. Yeah. <laughs> what do you say, brother? Shut it down? Let's shut it down. All right. So uh, thank you all for tuning in. Thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, I'll be doing uh, another episode of The Lost Book of Enki this week. Uh, definitely uh, uh, write a review for us on Apple iTunes if you're liking what you're hearing. If you don't, then just move along, please. Um, as well as for The Lost Book of Enki, I do appreciate the feedback on what I'm doing because if you don't want to hear it, I won't freaking play it. So uh, anyway... For the Freemasons Podcasts, I am your host, Right Worship. I'm one of your hosts, Right Worship Brother George Mudry. Worship Brother Joe, signing off. Have a good night, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. God bless. Konichi. And David. Wow.